friends, welcome back to the HH Hour. My name is Heather Taves, and this is my sister and co-host, Heidi Bolt. And if you are new to this podcast, maybe this is your first time, or you've listened a couple times, and you're not quite sure what we're about, Heidi, why don't you tell us, what is this podcast all about? Well, this is a fun podcast. Um, It's a podcast that really God dreamed up Mm -hmm. for us, and He put it on our hearts. Um, The podcast is about discussing this beautifully ordinary life. Yes. About recognizing that so often we overlook ordinary moments Mm -hmm. as things of beauty. Yes. Recognizing that the simple things in our lives, the small things in our life are so often actually the big things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just kind of bringing that positive outlook to what our day in and our day out looks like Mm -hmm. instead of just waiting for those big moments right. in life that mm-hmm. we think are the only important things. Yes. I just saw a, I think it was a commercial and I honestly don't even know what it was for, but it was talking about that very thing. And it was like, showed like a huge, the ocean and then a very small person on the beach. Yeah. I saw that and too. And then a mountain and then someone, and they were saying like, sometimes, you know, the biggest things, um, exactly what we say. Like it's the smallest things that are really the biggest things. That moment where you're so small and this thing that's around you is so big and and how great it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I'll have to find out. I know. I don't either. I thought it was a cool commercial, Mm -hmm. but I have no idea what they were advertising. I know. Maybe they'd want to be a sponsor on our podcast. Maybe. You never know. (laughs) You never know. Well, we have a super fun guest today and we have been excited to have her for a long time. We've been talking about her. Mm -hmm. Um, So would you like to introduce her? I would. Um, So our sweet guest today is Christy Mackey. Hi, Christy. Hi, ladies. How's your day? (laughs) Well, I'd be lying if I had um, bonbons sitting on the couch this morning, but (laughs) no, it's been a busy, hairy day, but God is so good and faithful, and I'm so happy to be with you ladies this morning. I even got coffee. I got coffee so I could have coffee with my girlfriends. I love it. So literally, (laughs) right before we went on air with you, we had a good girlfriend stop by, and she knew we were getting ready to record, and so she stopped by and brought us coffee to bless us. And so here we are having a coffee chat with you across the miles because you are in Boise, Idaho. That's right. Not to be mistaken with Iowa. <laughs> does that does that happen often? All the time. But I do think Boise is getting on the map more frequently. So I'm I'm not having to correct people as often as I used to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So people just need to learn their geography a little better. Right. I mean, because if we were in Iowa, we would just go meet each other halfway. Oh, for sure. We're in Iowa. That's true. I would be in your girl's living room way more often than I am. That is so true. That's so true. Okay, Christy, so you know this from listening to the podcast, but um, we have the privilege of getting to know you, but our listeners have no idea who you are. So would you just share briefly with our listeners a little bit about who who's Christy? You know, tell us about your hubby and your daughter and your life in a in a little nugget. Sure. Well, I first and foremost, I love Jesus, and I have been privileged to have been raised in a Christian home all my life. Um, I've been my husband's Warren, and we've been married for four years. We have a precious two-and-a-half-year-old named Nora. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so funny when people are like, oh, we've got a six-year-old going on seven. I'm like, well, naturally, yes. But I think what they mean to say is like going on 21 because these kids are so amazing with their – 
um, advancements lately. But anyway, I'm born and raised in Boise, Idaho. I absolutely love it. My family actually was from Michigan and came out here. My parents decided they loved this area. And I've had a chance to travel a lot with my job. Um, and there's absolutely no place like home. Mm, yeah. So I'm thankful for that. And um, we're blessed. We both, my husband and I both work. So I'm a working mom. And um, that is something I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah. anyway, that's a little bit about me. Very cool. Okay. So um, one thing, we will we'll dive into some of that in a little bit. And I'm excited to talk about a lot of that. Um, one thing we love to do on this podcast, it's new. Mm-hmm. We call it the H&H Hour Fast Facts. And okay. so <laughs> I can hear in your voice, you know what's coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to say one or two words, and you have to tell us absolutely whatever comes to mind first. Okay. So like a word or a phrase or a thought. Okay. Okay. This are is going to be fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm like in my game stance right now. Oh, like I bring it. it on. I have I, I have no doubt that you are. You're pretty competitive. <laughs> I hope you wore extra deodorant because I break out in sweats when I have to do these. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. Okay. Here we go. Season. Fall. Nail polish. Oh, you guys, I totally drew a blank. That is hilarious. I just looked down at my nails. I like the stuff that doesn't chip, and I can't remember the name of it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Vacation. Mm, beach. Mm-hmm. Handbag. Overstuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed that. Always or just since you had a baby? Always. I am, um, and always, yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Date night. Needs more. Mm. Yeah. Hobby. Riding horses. <laughs> Friend. Staple. Food. Chocolate. <laughs> we need some of that right now. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Relaxing. I'm starting to do more of it. Okay. Good book four at a time <laughs> oh. yep. do you finish them no I do and I don't it's terrible yeah. Yeah. same I yeah it's terrible yeah Friday date night mm. Christmas so fun ready for it <laughs> snack uh, chocolate oh chocolate. my goodness <laughs> that's, an, that's a given we know what to give Christy yeah Yes. Gift. I love to give gifts. Okay. Mm. Good job. Good job. That wasn't too hard, was it? No, not at all. Although I'm feeling like I'm kind of boring. I mean, chocolate for everything, really, but I do, I, yeah, Costco came out with those amazing dark chocolate covered little pretzels. Oh, mm, they are so good. So good. <laughs> So. No, I feel like all of the women listening right now are giving you big amens. Oh, yeah. You've <laughs> yeah. just become very relatable to everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that is funny. Okay, Christy, so let's dive in. This is going to be fun. I'm excited for this hour. Um, I, you know, I always laugh when you and I get on the phone with each other. Inevitably, I get off the phone and I look at the timer and I'm like, what the heck? How did we talk for an hour and 20 minutes? I and know it. I do the same thing, and I'm like, well, and I still have more to talk about. I know, but we cover yeah. so much, and so that's the goal. We're going to cover a ton of ground here, and I'm okay. excited for our listeners because I think you have so much to offer. Okay. Um, 
but we always ask our we always ask these questions. Um, Christy, what's something about your life that feels ordinary? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been listening to the H&H Hour for almost a year now, and it's funny, when you first asked this question to one of your guests, um, I had to reflect and think that about my own life, and it is hard. It's hard to self-reflect, and I'd be lying if I didn't ask my husband or sister, I'm like, what do you think is ordinary or, I mean, um, extraordinary about me? And Anyway, um, because I think we're a little blind to that. But being a working mom, um, sometimes it's easy for me to feel like I'm in the quote-unquote words rat race, you Mm -hmm. know, and feeling like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to be like this. And so I think um, having a toddler and potty training and carrying um, extra bags in my car everywhere, it just feels mundane. Like that's just the ordinary and Mm -hmm. – Every day waking up and trying to be on a really regimented schedule to fit everything in Mm -hmm. and to cope, it just feels very ordinary to me. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that. I I know right now in this season of life, I can relate. My Mm -hmm. sweet little three-year-old does not want to be potty trained. And we're having -hmm. having meltdowns every single day Mm -hmm. and every single night about not wanting to put on his big boy underwear. I'm like, yeah, buddy. and at the end of the night, day, it's been a long day, and all of yeah. a sudden, I'm looking at her, and like her jeans are completely soaked, and yeah. I'm like, honey, remember you're supposed to tell mom, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh yes. man, and yes. yeah, it's a big production. Yeah, but yeah. you're right; it feels so ordinary. Like mm-hmm. seriously, son, just tinkle on the potty, mm-hmm. right? I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So- I even had to Pinterest. I'm like, do I need to get a potty chart going here? And like, you know, I'm like. <laughs> reading that's one of the books that I haven't finished reading that's on my nightstand don't you feel like we moms tend to overthink everything yes like yes we we probably don't need a potty chart we probably just need a little more consistency I guess no it's so true but it's like that's my personality if I can't get it figured out in a week I'm like wait what am I doing wrong and then I yeah I do. I overcomplicate it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just maybe some patience on our parts to say, like, they'll get it. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what having like seasoned mamas like you ladies helps have in my life because that's what I need, you know. My daughter, my son potty trained pretty easily and my daughter uh, just had no interest in it. She was three Mm. and she just was like, nope, don't want to do it. And she's strong-willed. And so I wasn't about to go into battle with her every day over that. (laughs) And uh, I was like, you can wear a pull-up until you're five. Here's, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You will grow out of it eventually. And I have finally come to that too. That's so true. Yeah. And then one day she was in the bathtub and I, I will never forget it. And she goes, mom, I need to go potty. I was like, okay. And she hops out sets herself down on the toilet and has never looked back. That is crazy. Oh my, yeah. I know. And that is so true. That's a great story of just telling you when they're ready, it's yeah. going to happen. Yep. They will. They yeah. totally yeah. will. So, okay. So ordinary, I think we all can relate to that. The rat race. What about your life is extraordinary? Um. So I think because Jesus and I'm always asking him to refine me, I don't think who I could I don't think I could be who I am without him, obviously, in my life. But I, one thing that I think is extraordinary, I genuinely, and, and this isn't like extraordinary because a lot of people are like this, but I genuinely love people. Mm. And 
I asked God several years ago to really help me with my prayer walk and to actively live it. So my job is unique in the sense that I actually get to go into the hospital and I fit patients with both a fibrillator. And I, with that boldness, I have had more opportunities to pray with people in a sense of where there's a lot of fear involved, a scary situation. But when people, if I can tell they're having a hard day and they'll share with me and they, and you know, I'll say, I'll pray for you, but I'll stop right there. And I just pray over them. And Mm. I don't, like I said, I don't think that's normally extraordinary, but I think that's such a gift from God that Mm. he's given to me to have that boldness. And especially in a politically correct world, Mm -hmm. um, that's just something that I am committed to do. Mm. So I don't know it. And yeah, this, this is a very hard question for me to answer. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I got different responses from my husband and my sister, but that's one thing I just feel mm-hmm. is a little different than, um, what everybody, you know, not everybody gets to have that opportunity. Yeah. So, so when you talk to your brother and your, uh, to your husband and your sister about this, w- did their responses surprise you? Uh, well, yes, yes, it did because I don't like. It's, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but do you ever feel like you do your life, your world, and pretty much you just this is my default? I kind of think like everybody just does the same thing. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. no big deal to do this or that. And my sister, she was like, "Okay, Wonder Woman, like mm-hmm. what's not extraordinary about you?" She goes, "I think the only ordinary thing is that you mow your own lawn." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> But, you know, she just, she said, um, you definitely have a servant's heart and you go above and beyond for everybody. And then my husband said, you have a work ethic like I've never met before. Mm. So I don't know. I would agree with both of those, mm-hmm. those takes for <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. For okay, sure. so I want to ask you this. When you, you said a few years ago, you, you prayed and asked God, you know, to really increase your prayer life and give you those opportunities. Have you always, has that always come easy? Have you always been bold in your faith and able, because I know that's something that so many people struggle with so much is that boldness. Mm -hmm. Um, Did that, did God increase that in you because you asked or is that something that's just, you know, a gift that he's, he's given you? I think it is a gift he has given me, but it has increased with people in my personal life, sometimes it's easier for me to love on and encourage and speak truth to a complete stranger, right? Mm -hmm. Because who knows if they're going to really be a long-term friend of mine, but that close circle of friends or when I'm at a meeting where it's a, you know, corporate event and I know people and they know who I am to really speak truth into their life where there potentially could be some repercussions, not repercussions, but just, I have to continue to see them. That's where I needed my boldness to increase. Okay. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that so many times we as Christians <clears throat> hold back if especially if we are not maybe don't have that gift mm-hmm. of of boldness and that gift of being able to really communicate out loud our, of our faith, but I just I've been so longing lately to see an increase of that in a mm-hmm. not in a beat people over the head kind of a way, but mm-hmm. in a We've got something inside of us that we can offer them. Why are we not sharing this? Why are yeah. we not using that power? Yeah. Um, so that that's really encouraging to hear that you specifically ask for that. For God well, to work that in you. Well, and one thing that I have had to be really intentional about is putting my phone down in the store. Like I know I, I have my grocery list on the on my phone, um, but even like if I'm in the hospital in an elevator, everybody just quickly wants to turn to their phone because yeah. it's awkward to strike up conversations. Yeah. Um, so that's what I try to be intentional about. And mm-hmm. I just, even with my daughter, 
to point out certain things or to talk or if we see somebody on crutches to want to pray for them right then and there, even if Mm. we're not laying hands on them. But it is, I agree with you. It's something that we have to be intentional about. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. And increasing our children's faith as they see us take those steps of faith to pray for people. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Heather, that as you say that, increase our children's faith. Um, God, God used my son to uh, convict me this morning. We had a repairman in our home, mm-hmm. actually two, but they came in and they were trying to fix my washer. And the one gentleman was incredibly rude towards me. Mm-hmm. And it like, it bummed me out. Mm-hmm. Like it really bummed me out. Mm-hmm. And later, Crosley and I were doing school and he looks up to me and he says, mom, why was that man that came to fix our washer so rude? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you know, buddy, I don't know. I said, maybe he was having a bad day or maybe it's just a habit in his life to be rude. And he goes, or maybe he doesn't love Jesus and mm-hmm. we should have told him about Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, conviction. Because I was just ticked about my washer and how rude he was. And I didn't even think mm-hmm. to share the love of Jesus with him. Didn't even think about his eternal and, and destiny. And you, usually I do. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think it's – Christy, I think it's so good that you're pointing that out because yeah. it's – you know, here I am, someone that's wired to mm-hmm. think of others and to preach the gospel and to share the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet this stranger standing in my home and I'm just annoyed at him for not fixing my washer mm-hmm. and charging mm-hmm. me a 100 bucks to tell me that – he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we convicting. Miss, we all miss those. Yeah, we all those do. Moments we all have I won't that. miss it next time because <laughs> right. I was so convicted by my six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So, But what a great discussion mm-hmm. to have with them. And praise God that God's bigger than that too, right? Like we never know where we plant the seeds and who yeah. God's going to use for That's whatever right. example. And maybe he saw something in your home that did speak to him. Yeah, that's without true. you having, you know, to yeah. be straightforward about Jesus, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you're so encouraging. Okay, mm-hmm. so um Christy, I've loved you from the moment we met you. We <laughs> we met you over a decade ago at our brother's wedding mm-hmm. because you were friends with our sis in love Brooke. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about this. How did you and Brooke meet? <laughs> <laughs> This may or may not be set up for what I'd love to talk to you about. (laughs) That's hilarious. So um, several years ago in 2000, or actually it started in 1999, um, I I come from a um, broken home. And so, uh, you know, my parents were divorced when I was 10 and there was no extra money to send me to school. So my horse had this really bad accident and the vet bills were almost going to have to cost enough where I was going to have to pull out of school. And my aunt said, you should try for Miss Boise, Mm -hmm. which then would have gone to Miss America. So I won Miss Boise and the directors of Miss Boise happened to be three phenomenal women, one of which was Brooke, your Mm -hmm. sis in love, who I adore. And God just knew I needed somebody like her in my life. Um, to be an incredible role model during a very vulnerable time and season of life where, you know, I'm putting myself on stage and God's giving me a platform. But Brooke was amazing and we became incredible friends and such an honor to be able to stand up, um, you know, with all of you beautiful ladies in her wedding. But yeah, so Brooke helped groom me and prepare me for Miss America. That is just so fun. I mean, I know like all of the women listening right now, and probably even the men, if they're honest, (laughs) are so curious. Like, okay, so you were in Miss America representing Boise or representing Idaho, 
And yeah. um, so we have to talk about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because this is like this is like every little girl's dream to right. be either a Disney princess or in Miss America. Yes. Right? I know. Absolutely. This is so funny. My parents' house, obviously built in the 70s, I still remember – they had green shag carpet, and I was, like, laying on my stomach, you know, with my hands and my, my head in my hands, watching Miss America. And it was like a – it was something I never even comprehended. I remember vividly that moment with my sister watching television, and then fast forward 10 years later, and I'm, like, putting two and two together. Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm one of those now walking on stage. Like, this is crazy. Okay, so was it – did you have a blast doing this? Oh, it was so much fun and incredible. And, you know, they always say hindsight 2020, but to look back and to see how God orchestrated so much and used it to better me in so many different areas was phenomenal. I mean, I, I am a Tom girl through and through, like the whole reason I even tried out is because my horse had a really bad accident and her vet bills were so expensive. Like if you didn't know where Christy was, go look in a barn. She's either cleaning stalls or riding a horse, you know, and um, (laughs) I wasn't normally wearing heels. And so it was really humbling too. I mean, I thought I could walk until they sent me to a walking coach and then let me tell you what water works. Okay. Every night I'm like, I cannot walk. I can't even walk straight. So (laughs) yeah, I, um, I, girl, I have so been there and it like, talk (laughs) about making yourself feel insecure when they watch you walk and they're like, yeah, that was horrible. Yes. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) I I don't walk right. (laughs) I know down to the simplest thing. I'm like, how hard can walking be? I learned this when I was one. I mean, really? (laughs) What's because you've been riding horses? um, It was incredible. I mean, it is so funny too. It's like the ugly duckling story. I I was a sophomore in college uh, at going to NNU, and the summer before, I had lived with my um, one of my roommates up in McCall. We were working on a on a ranch, anyway. And I loved her prom dress from her freshman year in high school. So this dress is like seven years old, and I'm like, that's what I want to (laughs) wear. I bought a one piece swimsuit from from. Um, J.C. Penny, I think it was, my mom went down to a secondhand store and she picked out this bright yellow suit, which thankfully Brooke has some fashion suits and she's like, yeah, that has to go. <laughs> but like, we sewed on new buttons. So like, here I am not knowing what I'm doing. And it was quite comical, but thank goodness they could see like a diamond in the rough. <laughs> they had to do a lot of polishing, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, well, I know what you look like, and I don't think there was a ton of polishing that had to take place because you are a beauty. Uh, oh, no, but I, I mean, it was just like I'm, you know, I'm this little – well, we just joke around coming from Idaho, but that's terrible. Those are just jokes, but, you know – God had his hand in all of this, but Brooke was definitely instrumental. And then I'd always heard about you girls and then got to meet you. But, um, yeah, so Mystic, I don't know how much you want to dive more into Miss America, but one thing that was amazing is, um, you talked about being vulnerable and insecure and I definitely had to deal with that. Mm. And I had a lot of Christian women encouraging me and re- you know, reassuring me with God's word about his timing and his placement, so I really did go into Miss America with that in, with that mindset of, okay, God, this is not about me. Of course, I would love to win Miss America, but just use me. And I, I don't know about you girls, but I often just will like start singing out loud and not realize that I'm singing. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was in the bathroom during one of the breaks rehearsals and I'm just, I started to sing a Christian song and I come out and wash my hands and 
Angela Perez Baracchio was Miss Hawaii. She was right next to me, and she's like, oh, were you singing this song? Well, she was a Christian, too, and I say that because she actually won Miss America. So Idaho was right next to Hawaii, and she was just mm-hmm. this dynamic Christian woman. She and I both had the same platform of character education. So even mm-hmm. afterwards, the Miss America organization contacted me and wanted to know what I'd been doing with the state of Idaho because they take a lot of the platforms on a national level. Cool. Um, but it was so fun. We were encouraging each other and uplifting and praying. And I still have friends from Miss America that we stay in touch with. But I mean, it paid for a year of private school wow. and it just instilled in me all of these skill sets that I don't think I would have gleaned from any other experience. Yeah. Uh, it was such a privilege that God allowed me to walk through and Sure. I mean, of course, hindsight, there's probably things I would have done differently. I totally would have worn my hair differently. I look like I had a helmet head. (laughs) Okay. So, I I mean, I just feel like for the sake of our our listeners getting to see this, you have to pull up a couple photos for us to put on the Instagram. I will. I will try and find them. Since I, yeah, this is terrible. They're still at my mom's house. How fun. Do you guys have any of your stuff at your parents' house? I cannot believe years later I still have like a couple boxes. (laughs) We did. I think we did. But then our parents moved a couple years ago um, after 25 years. And so they were like, hey, everyone get your stuff. Yeah, take it all out. Well, this was also before digital. So it's not like you could just, you know, Facebook. I know. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. I will pull one up. That is funny. I will. Well, one thing I love, Christy, about you just talking about Miss America is not the fact that it's like – uh, you know, so glitz and glam and something that realistically very few people ever experience. But I love what you talked about of the friendships that you still have, because it just makes me think how strategic God is to put the right people in our life, um, to put to put us into situations that may be so out of our comfort zone. Like you were comfortable in your cowgirl boots in the stall scoop and manure, right? Mm -hmm. And God put you in Mm -hmm. heels on a stage Mm -hmm. surrounded by other beautiful women. Um, And so that probably felt a little unlikely for you to be there. But but God, and Mm -hmm. he used that to to do a lot of things in your life. And so just as you were sharing that story, I just felt like our listeners need to be reminded that God might be putting you in some unique positions, mm-hmm. some unique situations that you go, really, God? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this either feels exciting or this doesn't feel like my fit. But he's always got a plan and he's always using it for our good and for mm-hmm. his purpose. Yeah. And so I think it's so cool that you you felt like it was unlikely, but yet you see how much God did through it. Oh, absolutely. And just he just loves us so much and wants to bless us. And it was a blessing to be able to go to private school to pay for that. I mean, I graduated in a new debt-free putting myself through school, you know, and and many thanks to that for Miss America too. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this great education. You've got these awesome um, experiences. um, And you have had, Christy, a really successful career for many years. Um, How has that defined you? Yeah, that is one thing that um, I got caught up in a little bit, like in my early mid-20s, because um, I was very young and given a lot of responsibility and managing a lot of people, traveling. I managed the 10 Western states and um, trained, you know, I had I was responsible for 256 reps with their managers wow. and helping them. Um, so 
in defining me that, yes, okay, in the world standards, I've been successful. But then in 2010, I, our company downsized and I was let go. I, you know, it was just, it, that was the first shocker of like, wow, eight years I've been into this company. And then all of a sudden they're having a huge layoff and no rhyme or reason. It's just, okay, we don't need this, you know, you people anymore. Yeah. And that was such a hard time for me. But yet again, just seeing God's hand in it, that I am loyal to a fault sometimes. And, and, um, maybe there was a season or an opportunity where God was asking me to step away and I didn't. And, and that was when I was just like getting all these accolades and getting advancements. And then this current company that I'm in with now, it actually has been the hardest position I've ever been in because, um, just there hasn't been a lot of management or direction there. And so I've had some very lows and, and, in this season, God has really shown me, like, Christy, in all of this, none of this defines me, but I define you. Mm. And wherever I put you, you need to keep your eyes focused on me because it's not about you. And I'm almost 40. I mean, this is taking a long time for mm. God to have to beat into. Like, I feel like an mm-hmm. Israelite, right? Like, yeah. he's having to constantly remind me. And so... um I'm very thankful for all of this. Maybe not during that season. It was really hard, but I've, I've been so thankful with how God has shown me that he is the one who puts everything before me and gives me the abilities for that. And yeah, I, while, you know, I wasn't just like saying, Hey, thanks for these talents, Lord, see you later. You know, and I kind of got caught up in that for um, about a year. And Mm then, um, God had to do some refining in my life. And I'm very thankful for that. Mm. So you, can you talk to us a little bit about what it's been like for you? We have a, you know, we have a wide variety of listeners. So we have working moms, working dads, we have stay at home moms, stay at home dads. And there's always this tension, you know, I think sometimes it's spoken and sometimes it's not, but um, what is it like? For you, what has it been like for you to have a full-time career, to be a mom, to be a wife, to juggle all of these different roles, and how have you managed that? Can you talk to us Mm -hmm. about that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, I do not do it alone. So walking to this, um, my heart's desire is to is to want to transition home and Mm -hmm. hopefully homeschool. Mm -hmm. I've definitely been encouraged by what um, you and what you two ladies do. Um, and I love just hearing stories, but so when we had Nora, um, and I had that time home, the, probably that hardest transition was going back to work, but Mm -hmm. the only way I could do it was bringing somebody into my house because my office is out of my home Mm -hmm. and I'm very thankful for that. So it allows me to have a little bit more time with her than if I had to clock in to an office, Mm -hmm. um, eight to five. But we bring somebody in, and it's been a lot of prayer. It hasn't always been easy, and it's interesting because I'll talk to another friend who has two littles. She deals with chronic fatigue, and it's so hard for her. She actually, you know, wants that extra help or wishes she had mm-hmm. some time because I think being a stay-at-home mom is actually the hardest job ever. I think me going off to work, I actually get a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds – I mean, and I, I mean that in, in the best way, yeah, obviously, yeah. my – like I said, my heart's desire is to want to be home. And God is, I see God working in that and building our faith in that. But, um, I'm, we're blessed that I get to bring somebody into the home and she is in a phenomenal young lady. That's been a neat opportunity 
where I've been able to kind of mentor her as well because she just got married recently Mm. and we've had her for two and a half years. Mm. And so, um, I can come and go. And if I am not busy over my lunch break, I come home and I'm, I'm with Nora. I'll get to put her down for a nap. Um, but, but I have to be extremely disciplined and organized to get up in the morning, have my quiet time, have things laid out, and then um, that way I'm ready to go when Nora wakes up because then I have my intentional two hours with her mm. where we're doing our fun playtime. And then um, I'm gone for like an hour and a half, you know, where she's with our nanny. And then um, I'm back home when she's waking up for her nap. So. It's, it's exhausting sometimes to be so disciplined and Mm -hmm. I've dealt with an autoimmune disorder as well. Mm -hmm. And so I had to rely on God a lot and I've had some meltdowns too, where just missing things, but yet, um, my husband, you know, he, he's constantly praying over me and just saying, this is where God has us right now. And that peace comes and I'm on board with it. So then there's other moments where God's using me in my job and, I'm just giving him praise. Like I really have had to work on having, asking him for that of praise and gratitude and all things and knowing he's got this, that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain aspects of our nanny that I, I actually am very thankful for her personality because I am so driven. I think like Heather, you were mentioning earlier, like, it's okay. Calm down. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to get potty training in a week. Like I'm like, you know, I, would probably be pushing my daughter. I just am that personality and God's working on me because I'm asking him to. And so I'm thankful for that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very appreciative for the nanny that we have. And Mm -hmm. and that took a lot of prayer too. Yeah. I love what you said. We kind of hit on it earlier, but you said God's working on me because I'm asking him to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so crucial for someone, for all of us, for Mm -hmm. someone to hear is that God will not force himself on you. He will not force his, his work, his, his, um, refining of you on you. You have to choose that. You Mm -hmm. have to choose to be refined. Mm -hmm. You have to choose to accept that, um, whether it be discipline or the work that he's doing in you. And I think that sometimes we just think, well, why is God not changing me? Why is God not doing anything in my life? Why am I not growing in this? Mm -hmm. And it's often because we're not asking. We're not saying, yes, Lord, come and do this in me. Come and refine me. Come and get into my heart and Mm -hmm. take out the ugliness. And uh, that I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like if we're stuck in a spot or maybe it's a sin issue or maybe it's just a complacency issue in our life, is it because we're the block is because yeah. we are not the one going, God, work in me. Yeah. Do right. this in me. Well, and Heather, I think, Christy, you can probably relate to this as well. But so, you know, as you you mature through life, I think you begin to realize that, yes, seasons of God refining us, they're not usually comfortable. But, man, it is so worthwhile because when you come out on the other side of God having worked something out of your character or out of your life that shouldn't have been there, Mm -hmm. it's always so good. Mm -hmm. And it's always refreshing Mm -hmm. after you've gone, okay, God, let's work through this. Mm -hmm. Um, So true. And he's so, it's funny because God is so, he's so just, but he's so gentle Mm -hmm. with us as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think of in, in my own role of parenting, there are times that I can, you know, feel frustrated and feel worn down by my kids' 
wanting, needing the same instruction over and over and over. And yet then I think of God and I'm like, he is, he's just so patient with us Mm -hmm. and he is so tender with us and forgiving. And I think that's important for us to remember for ourselves too, as we walk through these seasons of being refined to Mm -hmm. give ourselves the same kind of grace, Mm -hmm. not, not overlooking sin, not excusing sin, but giving ourselves the grace to walk through those seasons of refinement. So Mm -hmm. it's always worth it. Always Mm -hmm. worth it. Um, So Christy, I think one thing that I really wanted to get to talk to you about because um, this might sound funny, but I I actually really respect you in in this regard. Um, And it's something that doesn't get talked about a ton in the Christian setting, I feel like. Um, And it's the idea of, of divorce. Um, I know you came from a broken family and, um, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about your sweet husband, Warren. Um, Mm -hmm. but first I want to talk about, um, the fact that your first marriage actually ended in divorce and, you know, that was a really very difficult season of life for you for, for many years. Um, would you be willing to talk with our listeners about what that tough season looked like for you? Sure. So we had been married for almost seven years. We had dated for two and a half. We were college sweethearts, or I guess you say high school sweethearts, but we met in college. And he, um, we had had a wonderful couple first years. And then I, earlier when I alluded to with my job, I was traveling so much and, and managing the 10 Western states. Um, I'd come home one day from a meeting and uh, he had our house for sale and served me divorce papers. So I was losing my house and my marriage all in one afternoon. And mm-hmm. I, I was wearing this bracelet cause God had been working on me and I felt in my heart, I was like, Lord, I need to resign from this position I'm in, or I need to quit completely. And ironically enough, the week before, um, he served me divorce papers and mind you, we, um, we needed to be communicating more, obviously, but we hadn't been in major blowups. We weren't in counseling. There was nothing. It was kind of like it, at that time it felt left field. Right. Wow. But, um, so I was wearing this bracelet that was Philippians four, six, do not be anxious about anything. And, um, and I was just squeezing my wrist as hard as I could, as he is like robotically walking through the motions of like what was happening. And I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't even talk. So my mom came and got me that night and I stayed at their house and then, um, he had moved all of his stuff out. And so I, here I am, like I, I'm talking, my, the rug was pulled out from mm-hmm. under me and my yeah. world was rocked. And yeah. that Monday prior, I had actually initiated, um, a family leave of absence from work so that we could focus on our marriage. Cause there was just, we were feeling like roommates mm-hmm. and, and I had mentioned it and he just said, no, no, we don't need to. And then, um, I, I had to acknowledge that I was served divorce papers, but I never signed the final divorce papers because in my heart of hearts and then, you know, I just was like, you cannot divorce on irreconcilable differences. And, and I just kept praying for God's redemption in that. And I didn't take my wedding ring off until like the divorce was final. And mm-hmm. then four months later, you know, our divorce went through in like in 58 days. It was so fast and it wow. was crazy. And I was kicking and screaming like, how can this just happen? This is insane. Wow. Um, and then he was remarried four months later. And so it was easy for me to want to play the victim card. Poor mm. me. I cannot believe this happened. And I did. And I, I, you know, for the first five months, I was in such a state of 
of depression. I couldn't open mail. I couldn't even like answer the phone and, mm. um, return phone calls. And I, it was, it was crazy, but I had moved back in with my parents. I thought I'd be with them for maybe three to six months until I got my feet on the ground. And you know what? Three years later, then I finally <laughs> found my own place. So I celebrated my 30th birthday with my parents. That was awesome. <laughs> but, um, but the one thing when I said, you know, yes, I was the victim, but then God so graciously placed this woman in my life who met with me once a week and she was so amazing to really hold my hand and say, in all of this, we are responsible for our own selves and, you know, to take responsibility for my part in that. And that was, then talk about meaning and that tough season. I was, I was going through, um, I got involved in a lot of Bible studies. I got involved with um, just a lot of accountability because here I am, I was still traveling and I was vulnerable and I was mm-hmm. just praying for God's protection over my life because, um, you know, it's like all of a sudden these strangers come out of the woodworks and like, Lord, please guard this. And so there, there was just this awesome hedge of protection over me mm-hmm. while I was still vulnerable and healing. And God knew I needed to be living with my parents. My stepdad is a ex pastor and he just, um, there was so much time of bathing in the, in the word of God. But you know, what's so interesting is because I had never walked through something like this, all of a sudden reading the Bible, it just came alive in a, in a whole different way because I had never been this broken, this hurting, seeing now who God was to me as a husband and protector and provider where I wasn't in such a desperate situation to ask or see that of God before. And it is where now being on the other end of it, of all this healing and God's redemption, where um, some some days I miss that complete desperation for God, if you know yeah. what I mean, because yeah. I'm not where I was back there. So it, it, like you said, as hard of, as it is, it's such a refining season and healing, um, it's, it was such a special time with me and God. And I just, I felt like even though I've been a Christian all my life, like I hit rock bottom and Mm. it was just raw. And God was saying, I am going to put you back together so beautifully. And, but I'm going to do it, you know? And so, and he did, and it was five and a half years of not dating and just, just pressing into Jesus and, healing and working on myself and being real with myself because, you know, in such a, like even going to Miss America and being the type A person that I am, there was a lot of performance based stuff mm-hmm. that I just had to like tear, tear down that wall and God, God tore it down, you know, but I working through that, but, um, it was a, yeah, it was the thing I've ever gone through in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, and, you know, it's a small town we live in. So, Thankfully, I had friends who were expats over in Singapore, and they allowed me to house sit for them. And that was such a blessing. It was such a beautiful little home in Boise. So I was like a half hour away from the town I grew up, and it was just enough distance for me to just not run into the same circles because I just needed that healing during that time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But um, I just, I developed, that's when my prayer life really took off, and um, studying of the word became way more real and just, um, 
man, I, it's just so funny because now when you're married, it's like, you know, your husband's on the other side of the bed. Well, when I was single, the whole right side of my bed was like my Bibles, my commentaries, my Bible <laughs> studies. Then I'd wake up and fall asleep just in his word. Like I literally, wow. when God says, you know, by bread alone, that was my life for several years. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. What would your, Christy, what would your encouragement be to someone who is walking through divorce? Um, to surround, well, the encouragement is that God is not done yet. Like mm-hmm. as he promises in Jeremiah 29, 11, he has the plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And that you are so precious to him, um, and not to rush his timing. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard, like being married for so long. And then all of a sudden you don't, you know, it's like you're alone and it's scary. I remember getting ready and the fear, I just started crying and I couldn't stop it. And then out of Zephaniah 317, it just says that God will rejoice over you with gladness and he will quiet you by his love. Mm. There were so many nights where I cried myself to sleep and I just said, God, just quiet me with your love. And, and he did. And so, um, I would, for anybody going through divorce, I would strongly recommend getting plugged in with a small intimate group who's going to love you, encourage you and hold you accountable mm-hmm. and not let you do any stupid mistakes right out of the gate, you know, cause it's yeah. like you haven't walked through it before and you're vulnerable. You don't know. And, um, use that time to really press into God because he will provide everything you need he will heal you. And God knew the desires of my heart that I wanted to be married again. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, we want to rush that season or why isn't it happening sooner? I'm ready, Lord. Like I remember three years after my divorce, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm so ready. You can bring him anytime you want, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, God was still working on, on Warren at that time. And so, um, anyway, but but let 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 the grieving process happen, however long it takes, and what it looks like, and just trust God in it. But get plugged into a good support group. Mm, that's really good advice. Yes. Tell us, tell us about the timeline then to meeting Warren, and tell us about your husband Warren. Mm. Well, um, Warren worked in a hospital that I called on and I, we knew of each other, but this is so God, this is so funny. We like knew of each other, but he was never on my radar. I wasn't on his. It just, I don't know. It was, it's just funny. Like we were just crossing. And some people said to me in the waiting season, like Christy, I'm sure you've probably already met your husband. And I'm like, I don't think so. I have not met, you know, I was like doing the Rolodex of like, who could it be? I Um, literally, I remember you telling me that like, Heidi, I know that I'm just pretty confident. I do not know the man I'm going to (laughs) marry. Exactly. Yeah. And what's so funny is like even Warren, he doesn't even remember me asking him this, but he was pushing this patient down the hallway and my counterpart and I were standing there and, and Warren had just recently got, he has this tattoo on the inside of his forearm and it's the nails in the shape of the cross. Hmm. And, um, so I just asked him, I was like, Warren, are you a Christian? And he like looked down at me and looked up. He's like, well, um, I mean, I'm born again. And he just kept like pushing the patient down. And I'm like, that was so awkward. And that was like <laughs> two years before God even like took the scales off and, and was like, this is your husband. But Aww. I distinctly remember people asking me, they said, Christy, start praying for the qualities and characteristics that you want in a man. And mm-hmm. I was like, how can I do that? Obviously, 
I don't know what I'm doing. My first marriage ended and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it was just all those lies the enemy wants to throw at you. Yeah. But then I was like, it's not the physical attributes. Like I was, I was really into the word and I had, I had prayed about, um, a man loving God with his whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, that was out of Luke 10, 27. And then I prayed Matthew 16, 24, that, um, that, God would bring a man who really loves people and respects people. Mm. And then I prayed about Malachi 310, that he would be fiscally responsible and give God, you know, what's rightly his. And then I prayed too, that this man would be adventurous and love to be creative with how he spends his time and Mm. that he would protect his eyes and walk with integrity. And that was out Mm. of Psalms 101. Mm. So that was in my journal out of August 2nd, 2011. I got, I was divorced in 08 And, um, I had just been on a trip to, um, Thailand. I was working with destiny rescue for human trafficking Mm -hmm. and I was just praying. I had to come home early from the rest of the team and that whole flight home. I just said, God, what do you want with my life? Like I would love to just pack up and move. I can go to Thailand and help with one of the creatures over there. Um, and I had talked to the organization about doing that and I was praying about it. And yet there was such a deep longing to, to want to be married and, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, but my hands were open. So that was a Saturday. I flew home and that Monday I walked into the hospital and I hadn't been in there because they had changed their rules around and we could only have certain set times to walk in. So I'm in the cath lab doing an in-service and, um, they were like, where have you been? We haven't seen you for a while. And of course I just can't talk enough about what I've just experienced over mm-hmm. in Thailand And, um, Warren had no idea that I was a Christian and he had been praying for somebody like me. And he just heard God say, that's who you've been praying for. You need Mm. to pursue her. Wow. And so he, right then and there, he was like, Christy, I want to learn more about destiny rescue. Hey, can you email me? And I'm like, sure, give me your email. And so that night I copied the public relations director on the email. I just said, Hey, Warren, nice to see you today. Here's all the information. Well, an hour later, he emails me back and he's like, Christy, it was so great to see you today. I've always been attracted to you, but it's always it needed to be in God's timing and God was working on me. And I just want you to know that I want to pursue you romantically. And my first thoughts are, who writes like this? Like, what on earth? And like, and I call my mom up and, I, and she has just the phone and my mom is hard of hearing and she always puts the phone on speaker. Mm-hmm. And she had her Sunday school class over and here I am reading this email and all of a sudden no. people in the background are like, oh, he sounds like a keeper. And I'm like, oh my goodness, mom, what? You have me on speaker? <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. Oh. So I, I didn't know how to take it. And I'm like, whoa, because I had never, I, I had dated two gentlemen uh, three and a half, four years after my divorce, but it was like I knew in my heart right away it, it this was not right. And yeah. I, I had asked God, like, Lord, do not let me date around. Like, I am intentional. I don't have time to waste because I was volunteering so much. And um, that was one thing during my divorce time. I had gone on a lot of awesome vacations, but I just felt, God, my time is yours. So I was volunteering at camps and I was, um, just giving back. And even that time living with my parents, it was a time to bless them, you know, to help like remodel their house. So that was, God was just using me in that, yeah. in that kind of a thing. So I tell well, you and I, to say like that was I part wanna, of leading to Thailand too. Yeah. I want to pause you one second because I remember so specifically, Christy, just talking to you during that season and, you know, praying for you, but, I remember talking to you on the phone one day specifically the day 
the crew was getting ready to come in and lay your parents' hardwood floors Mm -hmm. that you got to bless them with. And Mm -hmm. I loved that conversation because you were like bubbling over with joy Mm -hmm. about the fact that you got to bless your parents with this gift. You know, it was kind of your Mm -hmm. way of saying, you know, thank you for loving on me. Thank you for walking me through this dark season. And it was your, it makes me think of you saying you love to give gifts. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like your tangible way to say, you know, mom, dad, I recognize that you just picked me back up as if I were your little child and you cared Mm -hmm. for me. Um, That was such a cool conversation because you truly you were so elated to get to bless them. Mm-hmm. I was. It was so fun. And what a transformation. And it is. It's like a reminder, too, whenever I walk in the house and I see the hardwood floors or the new pain. And I'm just like, God, what a time and season that was, you know, yeah. of healing and him providing and blessing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was precious. So, so yeah. Warren Warren sends you this email saying, "I've always me this email. I've always been I, attracted to you." I did not. I couldn't. I could hardly sleep that night. I'm like, <laughs> seriously, Lord Warren. Like, my I just had to wrap my mind around it. Yeah. And um, so then he he wanted to take me on a date, and he's like, "I'll pick you up." And I said, "No, I'll meet you in the hospital parking lot because they had really strict rules about like no opposite sex over at my house, and yeah. you know just." That's a whole nother thing when you're going through divorce too and you've been married to still Mm. know that you are a precious gem to God and to hold those values dear. Um, I think that's really important. But um, so, and he warned had never met somebody like me. He didn't get it. He's like, well, I just live because I I had been out at the horse barn and I was riding. I needed to change my clothes. And he's like, well, I just live a mile from the hospital. You can come to my house. And I was like, no, I'll meet you in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) And this is over text, right? And then all of a sudden, like, I pick up the phone and I call and I'm like, listen, Warren, this is, this is my standard. I really don't know you. You don't know me. We're meeting in the parking lot. And he's like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I didn't even think about that, you know? And so it was just so funny because he just, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh my, yeah, I haven't met somebody like you. And so he took me to shake this um, outdoor theater play and he was, he was just cute. He was so thoughtful in the meal that he prepared, but he was so kind, so thoughtful, waited for me outside the bathroom. And I'm, I wasn't used to this. I'm like, Oh my goodness, Lord, he's way too nice. But um, <laughs> then this was in 2013. Okay. So two years after I had prayed that, so we had gone on two dates and the second date was him actually coming to a church with me where I was talking about Destiny Rescue and just educating people about human trafficking. And um, it was just me. And Janice was like, is this the guy? And she's texting me. She's like, I think he likes you. And I'm like, oh, no, my goodness. This is I, I want him involved with the organization. You know, like, what's going on? But anyway, that night, God, like, reminded me of my journal. And I went back two years later. And in just a short amount of time, I couldn't believe how God was having Warren show himself to me and who he was and Mm -hmm. like checking the box up box off of all these things I had been praying about. And one of them that's, you know, really it's a reality that a lot of men struggle with is pornography. And Mm -hmm. for me, um, I had walked through that with one of the guys I had dated and I just understood myself that that was one of the thresholds that I couldn't handle in a relationship and just innocently after that um destiny rescue talk warren just said christy i can tell how passionate you are about this sound how important it is about pornography and he said you know i just want you to know that 
I have been exposed to it when I was in the Navy, but it's not anything that I've ever had in my house or mm-hmm. something that I struggle with. And that, like, I can't even tell you that night, like, I just knew in my heart because that had been a very specific prayer that I had been praying. Wow. And God just answered it for me right then and there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then a couple things happened and we just knew, you know, Warren had been married before too. He kind of had a same story as, as me, but flipped, you know, his wife had been unfaithful and he had been divorced for over a couple years and God had just been working on him, but he was truly broken. And that, that verse out of second Corinthians seven ten that talks about godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly mm-hmm. sorrow brings death. Like I wanted this man to have experienced being truly broken before God and that he'd be thriving in an authentic relationship because that's where I had been and come through. And that was what he had gone through. So we just knew, and he had asked my parents for my hand in marriage and we were going to date in all four seasons. I do think that's really important, Mm -hmm. especially in a first time getting married. And our parents were like, you guys, this isn't, sorry to use such a cliche, but they were like, this isn't your first rodeo. And (laughs) we didn't take it lightly, but we had a very, very short courtship. It was like, um, three and a half months. And then we got married and God putting, God just put our wedding day together like you wouldn't believe we only had 11 people there on the lake Mm -hmm. it was amazing how it came together and then we had a reception later like a couple months later with all of our friends Mm -hmm. well not all of them because you guys weren't there but (laughs) those who could come you know (laughs) but um Warren is like MacGyver he's he's like that (laughs) old soul that I'm like you're rare to find like he is Mr. Fix-It he did not grow up in a Christian home and so he actually came to know the Lord on his own when he was dealing with the brokenness in his marriage he wanted to fix it and he didn't know how and so he went to he searched different religions Hmm. and he actually read the Bible front to back and God pierced his heart with the truth and there was no turning back and he just has this, such this authentic childlike faith that I adore because it helps me sometimes because I'll have my own Christianese sometimes and yeah. he'll just say something that stops me in my tracks. And I'm like, you're so right. And he loves the word of God so much that, um, like he will read through the Bible four times a year straight. Cause wow. he just, he's so disciplined in it. And I, it's so neat, but, um, so God's given us that opportunity to help pray for his family. Mm. Um, and we'll be spending Thanksgiving with them. And so, um, but he's, he is, he's amazing. He's a nurse. And so he's got that caring side, but he's immersed in a nurse in emergency medicine. And Mm. so he loves the adrenaline rush of that. But, um, he's an amazing father and he mm-hmm. and his first wife were not able to have kids for 18 years. And so Nora is such a gift from God. Like mm-hmm. we, um, we were able to have children and, you know, we've been wanting to have a second one and we've been having to wait over a year. So that's been kind of hard for us, mm-hmm. hard for me, especially because, um, it was easy to get pregnant with Nora and it's not been easy for a mm-hmm. second one. And just walking through that season with Warren, he is so, um, encouraging to me about God's promises. And so yeah. we just find God's scripture and we stand on his promises and, mm. and we're waiting on God's timing in that. But, um, mm. anyway, I, yeah, so God's redemption mm. is so good and mm. Warren is so good for me. I mean, he, and having a daughter, like, this is so funny. Like, I'm so busy and jam packed my schedule. And now I'm like, we're home every night. 
the clock and she's in bed and, and hey we actually get a talk and it, yeah. I slow down and I can read one of my four books on the side of my nightstand and, <laughs> yeah. you know, no not really I mean there's lots to do but you know what I mean yeah you know what I love so much is that when you were making your list of all of the attributes that you wanted in a husband you didn't just make a list you looked at scripture and you yeah. said, what does scripture say? Like, what am I looking for based on God's word? And I just had this thought, like, what if we approached everything in our lives that way? Yeah. What if we looked at every trial or every need or every want and said, what does scripture say? Yeah. And we prayed that and we asked God through his word that way. And I, I just think, you know, that's why God showed up for you and yeah. said, here, let me answer all of those things because you were being so obedient to to go to his word and to let that actually be the the light that led your you know your pathway. Um, mm-hmm. I love that, and it you know makes me think of that. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a yeah. light to my path, and that's what you did. What a beautiful, beautiful redemptive testimony that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree yeah. with that so much, Christy. Um, and I I've respected that quality in you for a long time now. Just the fact that, you know, I think so many times in life, um, we all can be guilty of you know just doing the like, ah, God help. Yeah, and we leave it at that. Yeah. Instead of saying like, okay, God, like Heather just said, this is what your word says. And so I'm going to pray that yeah. and I'm going to mm-hmm. believe that. And I'm going to list the things, the promises in your word yeah. that I'm asking you to fulfill. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. it's so interesting to think about the fact that God's word still has promises in it that have yet to be fulfilled. That's right. And we might be the people that get to claim those promises. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So like, may we be the ones praying them mm-hmm. and receiving them. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. Like, I always think about that, too. Like, when our time comes before standing before God, like, how, what is he going to show me of, like, what, what would have been ours had I asked? And and with the right heart, you know what I mean? Right. Like, he's so much bigger than what I can even fathom in the ideals and plans that we, that I have for, you know, my family and what I want it to look like. Yeah. So looking back now, just having... You said you're almost 40. So looking back at everything that you've walked through, if you could go back and talk to 20-year-old Christy, what would you tell her? (laughs) I would say, darling, slow down and enjoy the moment. Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. Um, I I did. Like, I don't think I allowed enough room for God to really work that much. I mean, I literally had every minute of my day scheduled. But I would say – one important thing I've, you know, I went to a Christian school, I had Christian parents, but I think it, there is so much truth to Titus where God talks about the older women discipling the younger women. Mm. And, um, I would say to always have some kind of individual in your life who is speaking truth into your life mm. at all seasons, like mm-hmm. beyond the, you know, beyond your parents, because, you know, your parents have this background knowledge and understanding of you, but somebody who. God is using to speak truth into your life. I think sometimes the Holy Spirit uses them in a certain way and I, and it become that for somebody else, but, um, to stay plugged in and to enjoy the moment. Oh, that's so good. That's good. That's, that's fitting. so good. Yeah. Okay. So in true fashion, I just looked at the <laughs> clock and our time is up and I cannot even believe it. <laughs> I, I know. have no idea where the hour went, <laughs> but Christy, it has been so fun to talk with you and just to connect with you. And um, I'm so confident that many of the truths you shared are going to 
land on the hearts of our listeners mm-hmm. and they're going to go, this is exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for being vulnerable and talking about some things that, you know, were both fun and awesome and funny, mm-hmm. but also a little heavier and, you know, just sharing what God's done in your life. That's very valuable mm-hmm. for people hearing. So thank you for doing that. Well, and thank you to you guys too for um, acting on what God was putting on your heart. I adore the two of you and just love your hearts for people and for God. And so I am humbled too that you had me on as a guest and it's been so fun. Oh, good. Well, we loved it. Now you hang on the line for a couple minutes. We're going to wrap up and we'll be back with you. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you um, if you have any questions, please message us at the H and H Hour on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can you can leave some feedback if you'd like us to pass anything on to Christy for you, and um, just know that we're praying for you. I was just praying this morning for all of our listeners, and just realizing the impact that this podcast has on many people who we could never fathom that it's falling on your ears. Um, But God knows. God knows what you need to hear, and He's orchestrating these stories to come to you right now today. Um, And so maybe if you would, share this podcast with someone that you know needs to hear it, because it may be that God breathed this story through Christy today in order that they could be encouraged. So we hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you next time.